good news of Christ. Lord Jesus, as we look at the Bible today, would you open our hearts and minds to what you have to say to us by your Spirit? Amen. Amen. So uh, it's Lent. How's that going for you? Good. I I didn't know what reaction I'd get there to how's that going for you. Um, Lent, um, a season when we um, prepare for Easter. Um, and in that season, uh, we see something of the power of God uh, in the readings that we have and the power of His Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, so the two readings today speak of Jesus' power and authority. The reading we just heard from the gospel that Melody read for us, um, that is a, a story of um, a demonstration of Jesus' power and authority, and the reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, his first letter, um, is, um, is words about that gospel. Um, so I'm going to focus today on the Corinthians passage, um, which in my Bible is on page 1445. If you have a Bible in the pews near you, um, it will be around there, um, but not exactly, because I have a large print version which I highly recommend. I'm going to digress for a minute. I highly recommend um, you can go to the dollar store and buy a Bible for $1.25. It will have the tiniest print you've ever seen, and I believe it's been placed there by opticians who are needing business um, or people selling magnifying glasses. So do go get yourself a Bible um, with a bigger print. We've got some out there, and there's some paperback ones. Um, it just makes it much easier. Um, most people, best-selling book in the world, most people will leave it shut on a shelf, maybe on the bedside table, with the idea they might read it in the morning or evening. Most of the time, it stays shut. And then when we do read the gospel, um, often we only read a tiny piece of it. And so it's easy for us to miss the power of God in the Bible when we only read a tiny piece of it. Um, We, much to some of your surprise, um, I do actually like tea and not just coffee. Um, You know, I've said this before, that often when people come to the church, they're very disappointed that the rector's wearing the wrong clothes and that the rector drinks coffee. And often I'll get the comment after the service from people who are new or visiting who say, I expected that you dress differently because you're the rector, and I also would have expected you to drink tea. Uh, so I do love a cup of coffee, but I do also like tea. I normally have tea in the afternoon. And at our church, we have uh, a, a ministry of bringing in tea from home that you didn't want. Uh, many churches do this. Um, so if you ever look in the tea thing and see some tea and think, oh, that's an interesting choice, it probably came from somebody who said, I don't think I need this at home. I'll take it into church. Now, I was looking through the selection of teas, um, and uh, it's great. There's a lot of variety there. And I found um, there was some Irish breakfast tea. And I have 
grown up being used to English breakfast tea, which won't surprise you. Um, but there was this Irish breakfast tea. Um, obviously, it was in a green packet, just to reinforce the stereotype. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, and so I, I, it, was in, it was in the afternoon, and I'd got a meeting coming up, and I was a bit dozy, so I thought, I'll try the Irish breakfast tea. So I made my, my, myself a cup of Irish breakfast tea, and I took one sip of it, and it was, wow, this is strong and powerful. And <laughs> you may have had the same experience. Maybe you made a cup of coffee, and, um, and it was stronger than you expected, and your first reaction is, Boom. be careful with that. It'll blow your socks off. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who, is, who are being saved, it is the power of God. The gospel is powerful. The gospel is powerful. And sometimes we don't remember how powerful it is because we read it in tiny bite-sized chunks, like those really rich chocolate brownies some of us like to eat. Do you know the kind? And you eat, you eat it and you go, well, I'm glad it was small because it's really rich and I couldn't eat any more. Sometimes you get the big brownies. They're not as rich. But the tiny ones, they're small and, and pack a punch. That is what the gospel does. We heard one story from the gospel, and that was a wow story. But when you read the whole thing, you really get a sense of the power of Jesus. Your homework, if you choose to accept it, is to go home and read a gospel. I don't mind which gospel you read. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read any of them. If you're short on time, read Mark. But I warn you, Mark's gospel is kind of like that Irish tea I had, really strong, and it will wake you up. Because he goes, da 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 and it's the shortest one. It will take you about an hour. And if you don't like to read, BibleGateway.com and listen to it. There is power in the gospel because the gospel tells us the story of God's power, of Christ crucified. And Paul writes that the foolishness of God, this is verse 25, is wiser than human wisdom. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. The gospel is powerful. But it's powerful to us when we have believed. Um, it's very easy to talk about good news, uh, to talk about the good news of, um, of Jesus. We had our annual meeting last week, um, a really good turnout for the annual meeting, uh, 20 more than I think the year before, because um, some people said, well, I didn't think many people came. I said it was actually more than last year. Um, on our sign, we have the phrase, living and sharing the good news of Jesus. And that is what we're about, living and sharing the good news of Jesus. What is the good news of Jesus? The good news is the gospel. And gospel means good news, but when we use the phrase good news, which is easy for us to hear, we do lose something of what gospel means. I had some good news yesterday. Did you want to hear it? I put some gas in my car, and uh, it turned out that it was air miles bonus day, and I got 40 times the air miles. 
So I, I got a thing from Air Miles saying we've given you $10 of Air Miles. That was good news. And when we talk about good news, we can talk about anything like that. When we talk about the gospel, we're talking about the cross. We're talking about the message of the cross that is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it being the power of God. In fact, even people who wouldn't describe themselves as Christians will use the phrase, and you probably heard this, don't take it as gospel. Don't take it as gospel. Have you heard that? Some people nodding? Because the gospel has power. The gospel points us to the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus who came with the power of God. And so be careful when you pick up the Bible and read it. It might just change your life. Well, it already did change my life, David. That's why I'm in church. We come back again and again because we recognize that we want more. More of the gospel. More of the changed life. More of understanding what was that life that we could have when we follow Jesus. And the world doesn't make sense of it. You may even have had people today who said to you, I don't know why you're bothering going to church. They're just a load of goody two-shoes. Maybe that's an English phrase. Uh, they're just a load of do-gooders. Is that better? You get what I mean. You've been called that probably. I have. I don't need to go to church. I'm not that bad. These are the kind of things people will say to us because the gospel to the world, the message of Jesus, the power of the cross, is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who believed, it is the power of God. And the reason I began by saying I want to encourage you, if you can, to read the gospel in one go is because I know it's very easy for us not to. And then we lose sight of that power. It's very easy to step back into the routine, and routines are a good thing, of coming to church, saying our prayers, making our confession, having communion, being prayed for, singing some songs, and going away. Lent is a season when we pause, as we prepare for Easter that is on the way. I believe God's calling us to examine ourselves, to say, what do we believe? How is the gospel changing our lives right now? The nice thing about the seasons of the church is they come around every year. The annoying thing about the seasons of the church is they also come around every year. And so we can forget certain things, but then we come back again. And in that preparation for celebrating Easter, in the preparation for sitting in the darkness of Good Friday, the gospel has words for us. Jesus came to earth and lived a human life with all its highs and lows. And on Good Friday, took up the cross upon which he died. 
on Easter day, he rose again. And because of that death and resurrection, we know that we are forgiven and free from those things that would separate us from God. That's the good news of Jesus. That is the gospel. And yet sometimes we don't necessarily feel set free. One of the things we do week by week when we gather is we spend time thinking about that. And hopefully in the intervening days when maybe, um, as I say, you don't feel as set free, we come back and we're reminded of the truth. And the truth is simple. It's in that little children's song, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. That's the truth of the gospel, that in Jesus we see the love of God for all of us. But if we only read a tiny bit at a time, we'll forget the power. It'll be like that cup of tea that I made that was a bit too strong. I'm going to be careful not to have that one again because it might wake me up too much. The gospel is there to wake us up, to stir us up. In a world of messaging, the gospel stands firm and the same. Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God would, was pleased through the foolishness of what was pre preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom he has called, both Jews and Greeks, that is everyone in this context, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the power and wisdom that you share with us. We thank you for the gift of your word. Would you help us, even this week, to open it, to read it, to be amazed by its power, to be transformed and changed. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.